think you can be a perfect mom? Some women, before they had their children, think they can be. Then reality sets in as their young child throws a temper tantrum at the grocery store or in church. It's a fact. All mothers struggle. We can't be the perfect mom. We don't have perfect kids, nor do we have the perfect husband, home, friend, or marriage. Join us today as I interview Jill Savage, an author, speaker, and the founder and CEO of Hearts at Home. We'll discuss her book, No More Perfect Moms. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Jill, for being my guest today. Thanks for having me. Well, you're the founder of Hearts at Home, and you meet thousands of moms each year. Is this why you wrote No More Perfect Moms for all the moms you meet? Well, I actually wrote it for me first. Most of my books come out of my own journey or something that I'm struggling with in some way. And uh, what I've found over the years is I'm not unique in most of those things. So I certainly have found that um, we all struggle with what I call the perfection infection, mm. which, is, um, which is having unrealistic expectations of ourselves and unfairly comparing ourselves to others. And it's so easy to do that in this day and age because we are so media-saturated. We're just constantly surrounded by images and um, television shows and magazine articles and social media of other people's lives. And so it becomes very easy to compare ourselves and to unfairly compare ourselves, because I like to say that we're comparing our insides to other people's outsides, which isn't a fair comparison, and then ultimately to feel as if we don't measure up. And, uh, and so then we start to have some unrealistic expectations of ourselves instead of being content with who we are, how God created us, what our life really looks like, and embracing that and finding a sense of freedom in that. You bet. So why do you think moms compare themselves to other moms? Isn't it just human nature to do that? And why is it so important that moms stop comparing themselves to others? Well, I do think it's human nature, and I wish I could just, uh, you know, I could wave a magic wand and say, we need to stop this. Uh, I wish even just those words, all right, let's stop comparing ourselves to others, would be enough. But I think that human nature, our, our flesh, gets in the way, and we just naturally do. So my challenge to moms is actually, okay, if we're going to compare uh, ourselves to others, then let's stop comparing our insides to other people's outsides, and let's start comparing insides to insides. Uh, so uh, really, No More Perfect Moms is a call to authenticity. Mm. It's a call to women to take off their mask and to be honest about the good stuff, but also about the hard stuff. And the more we do that, um, the more we rid ourselves and our world of the perfection infection because uh, when women compare themselves to others, when women compare their insides to other women's insides, they find out we're not so different after all. Mm -hmm. We all have heartbreak seasons of life and situations that happen. Uh, all of us have had our marriages where they haven't felt like it's happily ever after. 
um, all of us have kids that we struggle with uh, from a parenting perspective in some way, shape, or form. And so the more we're honest about that, the more we find out that really we're not that different after all. Well, I love that you brought up uh, the, the the mask because uh, there was just one point you made um, and I want to just ask, do we cheat ourselves if we, if we wear a mask? And you had this question. Have you ever considered that fake smile is keeping you from the friendships you are longing for? Wow, there was a lot in that statement. Just talk a little bit more about the mask moms sometimes put on. Oh, we tend to wear masks everywhere that we go. We, You know, when we are at church and uh, we argue all the way, to church, mm-hmm. and then we need to smile on mm-hmm. the way in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pretend to be more spiritual, more put together, more mature in our faith than we really are. Uh, and because we're afraid, if somebody knew the real me, then they would be, uh, they really wouldn't want to, to know me. And here's the thing that I so appreciated, and I, I quoted Justin and, and Tricia Davis, some friends of mine that wrote about masks in their book as well. Um, but I, I want to read this part because I think this is just really um, talks about why this whole mask thing is important to get rid of. The thing about masks is that they never bring us closer to who we were created to be. Masks always make shallow what God has intended to be deep. Friendships, marriages, families, churches, everything in our lives gets cheated when we choose to be fake. Hmm. I think that that's really important for us to understand. We're cheating ourselves when we wear masks. Now, it's certainly, we have to know where it's appropriate to take off our masks, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, um, We, you know, and we may not want to do that every time we log on to Facebook, um, but is there a value in sharing not only the good stuff, but the hard stuff? Uh, Is there a value in our small group at church, in our mom's group, to be more honest? about what's really going on at home or the frustrations or the places that um, we're struggling with. When we do that, um, not only do we help ourselves because suddenly we've opened ourselves up to other resources, other women around us who may have resources that can help us, but we've also helped them. We help others around us because then all of a sudden they go, oh, I thought I was the only Mm -hmm. one. Thank you so much for sharing about that. Yeah. And I'll tell you, when I, um, when I speak on this subject, and I speak on this subject a lot, I do a lot of um, uh, women's retreats, uh, women's events, a lot of mom's groups. And when I teach on the subject, I throw a picture up on the PowerPoint of my family. And it's a good picture. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's color-coordinated. It's a perfect little picture. And I, you know, tell everybody, if I stopped at this picture you would compare your insides to my family's outsides, and you would come up with some wrong conclusions. So let me actually share some insights with you, with my family's permission. And I go through each member of my family, and I talk about some of their insights. I have one son who struggles with mental health issues. I have another son that's gone through a divorce. I have a daughter um, who is our prodigal. Mm-hmm. and has wanted nothing to do with faith. I have a son that struggles with ADHD. Uh, my husband and I describe ourselves as being married 32 years, 22 of them happily. <laughs> uh, marriage has been hard yeah, for us. Yeah. Uh, I throw up a picture of, of me bald because a year and a half ago I went through uh, treatment for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. 
And so by the time we get to the end of that, women tell me, thank you so much. That's the power of taking off our masks because suddenly women around us know that they're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. And really, um, people won't often open up about their own lives till they know you are authentic and you are not perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and of course, we know that we have the, the forgiveness of Jesus Christ in our life and we need it every day. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the people we're talking to may not know the Jesus of the Bible. And again, the conversations to talk to them about our faith, uh, it's we have to be authentic. We have to be real to them. And a lot of that starts with taking off that mask. Thank it you for really that. It really does, because then uh, we, we, there's no chance for hypocrisy. Right. Uh, there's just honesty. And a lot of times women say, how can you, you know, how, how are you comfortable doing that? And my biggest answer to that is, I am not defined by the circumstances of my life. Mm-hmm. I am not defined by my children's choices. I am not defined by the struggles in my marriage. I am defined by Jesus Christ. And he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. My life circumstances are going to change all the time. And so we have to build our life on a solid rock. When you are uh, allowing yourself to be defined by your circumstances, you're building your life on sinking sand. Mm. And when we allow Jesus Christ to define us, so when I share about our marriage struggles, I know those don't define me. Instead, they represent God's redemption. And that's a powerful story for me to share. Now, in your book, you were very open and vulnerable uh, about talking about your own relationship with your husband. Uh, why was it important to include such a difficult time in your life? Maybe you could share just a little bit more with the listeners. Well, that was a really, really dark season. Um, In fact, I was writing the book in the midst of that dark season. And um, my husband went through, um, he has struggled with depression, and he went through the deepest, darkest depression, which led to discouragement, which led to disillusionment. He was disillusioned with God. He was disillusioned with the church. Uh, He was a pastor. So um, he had left pastoring was disillusioned with the church, um, eventually was disillusioned with marriage, uh, eventually was actually unfaithful. Mm. And, um, boy, it was a dark, deep pit. And, um, and I was writing the book in the midst of that. Mm. And I thought, I'm writing a book on authenticity. I cannot, uh, I cannot write this book and not talk about the, this difficult season. Uh, that I'm going through. And um, at the time, I did not include in the book uh, my husband's infidelity uh, because we were still healing from that. But I did talk about uh, his, uh, he actually left for a season of time, and I did talk openly about that. And since then, we have um, actually shared very openly about um, God's redemption of uh, of our marriage, even through infidelity, and, and we share very openly and speak on that now. But it was just important to me. I thought, I, if I'm going to write a book about authenticity, I have to be mm-hmm. authentic. And I had to do it in such a way that it protected my family and my marriage, 
Uh, there was nothing shared in that book that was not okay with my husband at the time. You know, he he, w- he wasn't ready to share about the infidelity. Uh, that took another three years for us to get to that place. But this was a really, Im- it was important for me to be as honest as I could while protecting certainly the season of healing we were in. Wow, that's great. Well, there are no perfect homes, no perfect children, no perfect lives, which you've just shared But tell us how faith in Christ can impact the life of a mom. Well, you know, this is really the essence of my No More Perfect Moms message, because um, there is no way that we can be perfect. And I believe we should all give up trying to be perfect. But I believe that we should embrace being perfected. Mm. You see, that's what life in Christ is all about. There's a, there's a Bible verse in the book of Isaiah that talks about God being the potter and we are the clay. And he's molding and making and shaping us. And that's what being perfected is all about. It's becoming more and more like Jesus Christ every day. And so this is so important, I think, for us to understand, is that we need to throw away being perfect and embrace being perfected because then we recognize that we are in process, that life is, uh, that we can desire progress but not perfection, and um, that we can embrace um, that, that journey of becoming more like Jesus every day. And boy, when we can do that, then we also learn how to give what I call the antidotes to the perfection infection. We learn to give them to ourselves and we learn to give them to others. And those antidotes are courage and humility and confidence and grace. And when we do, when we embrace being perfected, then we recognize that those antidotes, courage, humility, confidence, and grace are an important part of our journey to become more like Jesus Christ. All right, wonderful. We're going to talk more about that, but I have just a few announcements I want to make. Family Shield airs its weekly radio program on 52 stations throughout the United States. We also have an archive page where you can hear our programs anytime. Learn more on the website, www.familyshieldministries.com. We give away a complimentary booklet or resource each week. This week we're giving away contentment. Five Practices for a More Content Life, No Matter Who You Are. To receive the booklet at no charge, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Send comments, suggestions for topics, or a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Remember, your gifts are tax-deductible, and you can also give a gift through PayPal. If you're a Thrivent financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to the Thrivent website at www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice, or call them directly, and they'll walk you through that, one 800 Jill's publisher, Moody Publishers, have given us three of her books, No More Perfect Moms, and three of the No More Perfect Kids books to give away to you, our listeners. If you'd like to have your name put into the drawing for these books, call us again toll-free, 
250-8416 or email us at witness to family at gmail.com. That's witness to T-O, family at gmail.com. The books, if you're the winner, will be mailed to you, so make sure you leave your complete name and address, whether you call or whether you email us. I want to go back to my guest, Jill Savage, who is the author of No More Perfect Moms. And I do want to mention not only their website for um, her ministry, but also you have a website for this book, www.nomoreperfectmoms.com. Tell us what's on that website, Jill. Oh, that website is just chock full of wonderful resources. Uh, There's actually currently two books in the No More Perfect series. That's No More Perfect Moms and No More Perfect Kids. And uh, we're talking about No More Perfect Moms today, but No More Perfect Kids actually uh, looks at what happens when we, uh, when the perfection infection leaks into our parenting and how do we kick that out of our parenting. And, um, and so both books have a free video series with them. We have a lot of moms groups and churches that are using these for their studies. And uh, those videos are available online at no charge at all. And so that is found at nomoreperfect.com or nomoreperfectmoms.com. They both get you to the same place. And uh, we actually have a third book eventually coming out in the series. It will be out um, in another year and a half, and it's No More Perfect Marriages. And my husband and I are currently writing that. Oh, wonderful. So there's lots of wonderful resources there. We actually have some family activities for No More Perfect Kids, Uh, just all kinds of, of great resources there. Well, I also want to mention your website for the ministry, uh, www.heartsathome.org. There's a, there's a, uh, you don't even have to use the hyphen. Oh, you don't have nope. to use the hyphen. Oh, good. Heartsathome.org. It'll get you there. Okay, yep, it'll great. It'll get you there. Yep. And we have, um, conferences that we do for moms. Our conferences mm-hmm. are pretty large. Uh, we have a conference every April, um, in, um, the Peoria, Illinois area. Usually moms from about 35 states come to that, uh, about 6,000 moms. My daughter has been to your conference. And yeah. uh, then we have one in Minnesota, and we have one in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So Beautiful. those usually take place in the fall. But if you go to heartsathome.org, uh, you can see when the next conferences are and also sign up to receive our free e-newsletter for moms. That's great. Now, in your book, No More Perfect Moms, you did have a chapter about No More Perfect kids, and I laughed as I was reading some of that. <laughs> I'm a grandma, but but I'm still very involved with the children and, and an educator. So, um, you know, been around kids a long time and raised three uh, children that are grown now. But uh, tell us just a little bit. I know you have a whole book about that, but just a little bit about that chapter in your No More Perfect Moms uh, chapter. Well, I think it's really important for us to um, understand that if we don't if we don't recognize that the perfection infection has kind of invaded our thinking, we can very easily compare unfairly compare our kids to others and have some unrealistic expectations of our kids. And so that's really what that chapter looks at is um, you know how how we begin to do that. And honestly, when I began to look at the, the concept of the perfection infection and um, look at how it was affecting my parenting, I, I didn't even get serious about looking at that until two of my kids were young adults and the other three kids were teenagers. 
And one of the things that I really try to tell moms uh, and dads is that it's never too late to deal with a perfection infection in your parenting. If you have had um, some pretty sky-high expectations of your kids, and maybe your relationship with your kids has been hurt by those expectations. Um, In fact, one of the things I talk about is that No More Perfect Kids is not about correcting your kids as much as it is about connecting with your kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm quite sure your kids need to be corrected, but it's more a book about connecting. And when we connect with our kids, it makes us more effective at correcting our kids. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what the heart of it is, is really looking at um, our kids and uh, what they need from us as parents and how we can uh, try to have realistic expectations of them based upon their temperament, their personality, uh, their likes, their dislikes. You know, oftentimes we expect our kids to be little me's, Mm -hmm. and they don't always uh, turn out that way. You know, you you wanted a, a ballerina, and you got a softball player. You got, you've got to grieve what isn't and accept what is. Mm-hmm. And, um, boy, there would be so many parenting relationships that would be mended if, if parents they would, would simply that. allow their yep. kids to be true to who they are. Who they are, not who you want them to yes. be. Yes. Now, the other thing I liked is the No More Perfect Home Uh, It was always a struggle for me when I was a stay-at-home mom years ago because my husband thought the house should all be clean, and I thought, well, they were playing library today. That's why there's 150 books out, you know. Uh, (laughs) It was always okay with me, but he would get upset, and I I loved um, your information about that, that, that we need to allow them to have the toys out, and just talk a bit about that. Well, and I think, you know, really what the book deals with a lot is it deals with expectations. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to our homes, I think that we need to expect a certain level of chaos when children are involved. That doesn't mean it's never cleaned up. That doesn't mean that we don't take the time to maybe clean it up before dad comes home, especially if if dad particularly likes it, you know, um, a, a little bit more cleaned up. But um, but I think that we have to have a realistic expectation. You know, when we walk through the checkout line of the grocery store and we see the front uh, cover of House Beautiful magazine or something like that, mm-hmm. and we go, oh, oh, I wish my house looked yeah. like that. I think we all well, feel guess that what? Way. No house looks like no. that. Only the ones that were staged for that, <laughs> photo, that photo. Yes. And so, see, but what we do is, without thinking, we think, oh, my house should look like that. Mm-hmm. That's an unrealistic expectation. Where children are involved, there will be chaos. There will be messes. And so if we can expect that, and, and we can even maybe reframe it, instead of seeing, uh, you know, the, the mess that my kids make, instead of seeing it as something I can never get on top of, what if I see it as evidence of having happy, creative, plain children? You know, sometimes we just have to look at it through a different lens. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is that our expectations are realistic. Okay. So, and maybe we're, a, you know, I, I say there are two types of people in the world, cleanies and messies. <laughs> and I'm a messy who has learned to have cleanie, um, has learned to live by some cleanie principles. Because mm-hmm. messy, <laughs> even though I naturally was a messy, I am um, stressed out by messes. Mm-hmm. 
And so I, I, I create them well, but I don't necessarily function well with them. Mm-hmm. So I've had to learn how to change that. And so, you know, I had to have some realistic expectations of how much clean is really feasible with five children. Um, but um, at the same time, cutting myself some slack to know that um, it's okay. It's okay to have a balance between mess and clean. Yeah, that's great. Well, how we communicate has changed in the last few years. Tell us your thoughts on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, and how these communication tools can affect moms. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, we we use the phrase years, uh, have used the phrase for many, many years, you, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, uh, you know, I think we all try to keep up with the Joneses to a certain extent. And uh, here's the deal, though. Fifty years ago, 75 years ago, you saw the Joneses once a week when you went to church on Sunday. Now you see the Joneses every time mm-hmm. you log on to the, the computer. Mm-hmm. And so we, we constantly have other people's lives in our face with social media. And I'll tell you, I love social media. I mean, I'm out there... I'm on Pinterest, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I love Instagram. But I have to do some expectation control when I'm doing that. I have to make sure that I am not setting myself up for uh, experiencing some sense of failure because I didn't um, cut my children's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches into dinosaur shapes. (laughs) You know, that's mm-hmm. because we're seeing that stuff all the time. And so we see the best of on social media, forgetting that uh, behind the scenes, you know, there were many failures that preceded that, or that mom might really excel at dinosaur-shaped peanut butter sandwiches, but maybe she doesn't uh, read with her kids as often right. as I do. Right. You know, we all have our strengths. Mm-hmm. And that's and we have to be we have to learn to be satisfied with that. I'll tell you one of my favorite websites. There's a website and I, I can't remember the exact, but it's it's all about Pinterest fails. Oh, and so on Pinterest you see all these perfect things that people make, and I love the Pinterest fails because it reminds us that life isn't always perfect. You bet. Yes, yes. Well, uh, thank you so much. My guest has been Jill Savage, and her. we've talked about her book, No More Perfect Moms. We're going to be giving away three of her books, No More Perfect Moms, and three uh, of the books, No More Perfect Children. So all you need to do is call us, uh, 877-250-8416, R-E-R, or, or email us at witness to family at um, gmail.com. And uh, again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. If you want to learn more about Family Shield Ministries, go to our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. We encourage you to use the shield of faith. That's what our name is based on, Ephesians 6.16. And remember, there are no more perfect moms. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. And my guest has been Jill Savage. Blessings on your day. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. 
and tune in again next week for Family Shield.